0: Welcome, food and fitness lovers, to Tina's Ageless Kitchen. I'm Chef Tina Martini. You might know me as the Medicine Chef. Well, today in the kitchen, we're going to talk about the mystery of longevity, and particularly how it relates to the Mediterranean diet. I'm sure everybody's heard that the Mediterranean diet is thought to be the healthiest diet on the planet, so we're going to look at some different things that aren't talked about with regard to that mystery of longevity. Now, some say it's the cooked tomatoes and the lycopene in that. Some say it's the olive oil, but I believe a lot has to do with their intake of something called limonene. It's all about citrus today in the Ageless Kitchen, and limonene is highly concentrated in the pith, or the white part of the citrus. Now, normally we don't eat that part. It's very bitter, but in Italy, what they do with the Sicilian lemons, and the Sicilian lemons are mostly pith. There's very little meat or juice in a Sicilian lemon. What they do is they shave the lemon with the pith intact, and they sun-dry it and add it to salads. They also cut the lemons up and blend them in the food processor with heavy cream, and that's a very traditional Italian dessert. So you can see that their intake of limonene is very, very high, much higher than ours. So I encourage everyone out there to eat one piece of hand-peeled citrus, and that way you're getting a lot of that white connective tissue and that's where the limonene is now you're probably saying we've heard you say limonene before chef but what exactly is it it's a phytonutrient again located highly in the pith of all citrus so today I thought we'd start out with a little bit of baking so put your pastry chef hat on and join me for some lemony pound cake welcome food and fitness lovers to Tina's ageless kitchen Alright, let's get going and we'll talk more about what the limonene does. I'm gonna cream butter and sugar together, and that's a really classic technique to get cookies started and cake batters and different things like that in the baking world. So we're gonna do the same thing here. Now, why is my sugar brown and it's not brown sugar? Well, it's coconut palm sugar. Coconut palm sugar is low glycemic. It's very whole. It retains the minerals even after baking, which is really great news. You can see all of the richness in the color of the sugar and that lets us know that it's more whole and intact. This is a great source of iron, chefs. There's a lot of minerals here in general. And we know that every disease known to man can be traced back to a mineral deficiency. All right, let's get some softened butter, and we're just going to work that in. Now, you see I have a beautiful KitchenAid mixer right there, and it is one of my favorite workhorses in the kitchen. But I want to do everything by hand with you today and show you some really fine pastry techniques that'll get you even better results in your kitchen. All right, so let's just scrape that butter off, because we want every bit of that good buttery goodness. All right, I'm just going to work the sugar into the butter all right so I've mixed my butter in to the sugar let's go ahead and add the eggs now here I've got two egg whites and two whole eggs and that way it cuts the calories and the fat a little bit for us but we still get the benefit of that lutein and that zeaxanthin all right so we've got all that really well mixed and that's looking great I'm gonna go ahead and put in a little bit of yogurt And I'm just using plain yogurt here, but if you're a real lemon lover like I am, you could use lemon yogurt as well. And we've got all the probiotics here, the friendly bacteria that keeps our stomach in good health. And there's so many concerns today with stomach disturbances, Uh, bloatingness that kind of intestinal disturbance I think you'll find if you add a little bit of goat milk or a little bit of the raw yogurt to your diet you'll find relief in that very quickly okay let's go ahead and really get this mixing now and that looks great and it smells great I'm gonna go ahead and work in a little bit of lemon juice And there's some limonene in there, isn't there? There's also bioflavonoids. All right, a little bit of lemon zest. Now, remember, we don't want any of the white here because we don't want to add bitterness. And yes, there is a little bit of limonene in here. But again, most of it is concentrated in the pith. That's just going to kick up the flavor. If you had a little bit of lemon extract, you could use a drop or two to really lift the flavor. But be careful, chefs, because sometimes the extracts can have a little bit of a fake taste taste to them or chemically taste. All right, let's add in our vanilla. Now, the latest research shows that vanilla is a very powerful weapon against breast cancer. And this is really cutting edge research. So we want to get good quality pure vanilla into our baked goods. All right, now I'm going to mix some baking powder in here. Now, I've already sifted my flour, and often the question is, to sift before measuring or to sift after measuring and what i do is i sift before and then measure and you get a much more accurate and you've still got the air worked into the flour so you get an accurate measurement and you get the lightness of the flour all right so we've got our baking powder and our flour and we're just going to add a little bit at a time chefs don't overload the batter that really can make for a heavy heavy end result and we want it to be light even though it's a pound cake which is a more dense type of cake and chefs do you know why it's called a pound cake it's because every ingredient in the recipe is measured to one pound that's how a pound cake got its name so the pound cake every bit of butter and flour and all the ingredients sugar equal out to 16 ounces so in our pound cake it is a little bit more of a dense cake but it can still have a light texture and if we continually overwork and overhandle, just like any recipe you know that i ask for a deft hand and just to mix to bring the ingredients together and not to continually overwork. That overworking builds gluten and that makes things tough and rubbery. So we don't want that. I'm gonna start folding now. And that's another very good technique. And we're gonna go under and over. And this incorporates some air without creating toughness. So this is a great Technique. Now, when I was performing live in Vegas, I was showing a recipe that had a lot of folding. And so I was very intently showing the technique. And when I looked up, the entire back row of the theater was folding with me. It was really funny. All right, let's go ahead and add in another third of our flour and baking powder. Perfect and we're just gonna continue to fold. All right, let's talk a little bit more about what limonene actually does for us. Does that look good enough, chefs? I think that looks great. You see how there's little bits of flour there, but we're not afraid. The oven's gonna do the work for us. All right, I've got a little bit of pan spray of your choice, and just spray that lightly. You don't want grease. All right, so if you've got too much oil or too much grease in the pan, the cake actually starts to fry on the outside. And you know what frying does? It gives a nice crispy texture, but we don't want that on our cakes, do we? So definitely just enough to keep it away from the pan or get it away from the pan, but not so much that you're actually frying your dough. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense to everybody. All right, so I'm gonna go ahead and put this in our sprayed pan. And that dough just looks perfect, nice and sticky. And the aroma is beautiful. Now, of course, you could do a gluten free here, but we're going to talk about that in just a moment. Let's go ahead and get this in the oven. Just work from the middle chefs and push the dough gently out toward the edges so that you get an even look when your cake bakes. All right, and then sometimes I'll just shake it a little bit. Don't pound it or bump it. That's kind of old school. And there's only one kind of cake, a roulade, that you would use, a sponge that you roll into a jelly roll. That's the only time you bang the pan. So please don't do what your grandmother did and bang the pan on the counter. All right, so into the oven we go. And then when we come back, we're going to do a beautiful vinaigrette with a different kind of citrus, blood orange, one of my favorites. I'll see you in just a minute. Let's get this guy in the oven. Welcome back chefs. All right, it's all about citrus and our favorite phytonutrient for removing garbage from our system. That's limonene and yep, it's one of the biggest garbage removals of any phytonutrient that we know of. Now I'm going to do a really special vinaigrette. It's one of my favorites and I hope it becomes one of your favorites too. When I was in Italy, I gorged on blood oranges. They are so special. Just cut them open and that nice deep red flesh is so beautiful and loaded of course with more phytonutrients than ever I've got some blood orange juice here and you can see that it's just got just a, a tiny bit of pink color to it so I'm going to go ahead and put it in a bowl now normally I would do a um, vinaigrette or a dressing something like that in a blender it makes it a lot easier to emulsify the oil into the other ingredients but I'm going to show you how to do it by hand All right, so first we're gonna put in our blood orange juice. And however many people you're having for dinner that night, you'll decide what's good for you. But I'm using a half a cup here. And you can see that beautiful color. It's got that gorgeous rose. All right and then i'm going to add a little bit of lime juice and that's just going to bump the flavor and i've got some pink grapefruit juice and that's my favorite it's loaded with lycopene and that gives it its pink blush now the lycopene remember reduces sun damage by as much as 40 all right i'm going to put in a little bit of pepper and this is white pepper And I'm going to put in a little bit of our gray salt and, of course, salt and pepper to your taste, chefs. And then I've got a little bit of the blood orange zest, and that's just going to empower that orange flavor even more. All right, I've got an example of the finished product that's emulsified. Let me move that over here as we finish with our minced shallots all right so we've got a little bit of the grain mustard that gives a little more texture and just a little more bite to the vinaigrette it's loaded with turmeric which is another great source of phytonutrients let's see that's not gonna work chef silly me let me get a spoon i think i can get that big whisk in there all right so there's the mustard and a champagne mustard would be great here, whatever kind you have, and that your family likes. All right, now here's the tricky part. Now you can see that my mixing bowl has rubber on the bottom. This is a great tool for whisking in because it doesn't go anywhere. You can just whisk away and you can see that the bowl's not moving now the other day i was watching a really popular cooking show with a really famous tv chef and she was whisking something and her bowl was going all over the place and i'm telling you chefs i just wanted to scream at the tv get a damp towel put it under your bowl so either buy the bowls like i have here with the rubber on the bottom or get yourself a damp kitchen towel and just make a little nest for your bowl. I was going crazy watching her with that bowl swinging all over the counter. And that's not going to happen to you, is it? So we're just going to put our bowl in its little nest and whisk away now here comes the tricky part chefs we're going to emulsify the olive oil into the other ingredients so what you want to do is keep your whisk moving at all times and then we're just going to stream a thin stream of the olive oil into the other ingredients you ready here we go emulsification so just keep streaming and there it is And we'll bring that together, and you can see the more you work it, the creamier it gets. All right, so here's our end result. If we continued to work it, it would get nice and creamy like that. I'm going to move this to the side. And let's talk about some nice things that you could do with this creamy vinaigrette. This would be something great to dip fish into and then into panko crumbs and bake the fish. It would give moisture to the fish. You could use this on chicken and dip your chicken in and then into your bread crumbs and put it on a sprayed parchment Sheet. So don't just look at this as a beautiful, creamy, exotic salad dressing. It could be used to add moisture to your favorite proteins as you bake, fry, or roast. All right, when we come back, it's time to drink. I'll see you in a minute. Hi, I'm Todd Allen Lowe of Allen's Pantry. Be sure to watch my new upcoming shows only on Foodie TV. All right, chefs, welcome back. It's time to drink, and we're going to do two drinks, and then we're going to take a look at that fabulous cake we made together. All right, the first thing I'm going to do is get prepared for a kind of a... Healthy orange Julius, if you will. So I'm going to show you how to make some sweetened condensed milk a little more healthy than the sugary canned version. What I have here is unsweetened almond milk. And almond milk, of course, very rich in vitamin E and lots of hormone balancing lignans. I've got some pure organic maple syrup here. And I know a lot of people view maple syrup as pure sugar and not really having any nutritional value. But the truth is, maple syrup is loaded with antioxidants and phytonutrients. It's also a very good source of iron. All right, so I'm just going to put that maple syrup right in the bottom of the glass, and I'm going to let it sit there. For a few minutes while we work on some other stuff. Now, what happens is a chemical reaction between the sugars in the maple syrup and the protein sugars in the almond milk. And what they start to do is bind together. And once that happens, it becomes a creamy consistency and thicker that will assist in thickening our orange julius. All right, so you don't have to do anything, chefs, just set that aside and let the chemical reaction happen. I've got some frozen oranges here and the way to get those really well, um, what do I want to say, separated in the freezer. Sometimes we tend to put everything in the Ziploc bag, and when we go to use it, it's one solid brick or one solid mass, and it's too difficult to break it up. So what the companies do for their frozen fruit and what we can do at home is called IQF, Individually Quick Freezing. So what I did was separate the tangerine segments and lay them out on a parchment sheet and put them in the freezer that way each little segment freezes on its own and then when you scoop them up and put them in the Ziploc bag they'll remain separate and that's called IQF or individually quick freezing. So that's how we got our little mandarin orange segments here. And you probably also can find those in your freezer department now. I'm finding more and more cut up, uh, kind of smoothie fruit, if you will. All right, so while this is working, let's make a cocktail, shall we? And I've got something really fun to show you. all right chefs i have something really fun to share with you and it really makes your guests experience just a little bit more special it's from the extraordinary entertaining show that i used to do live out of vegas that was a two-hour show all about how to do really extraordinary little things for your entertaining, and that really makes that experience of the guests more special. Now what I have here are edible flowers, and you can see little tiny violetas and thistle. Now these thistles are really great at cleansing the liver, and every one of these flowers are edible. So what I've done here, let me get out of my freezer drawer, our little ice cubes here, and you can see how pretty. Let's hold those up so you can see that I've frozen the different flowers in the ice cubes and you can see that that would be really fun to get a glass with some of the special ice cubes. Let's take a few of these out so you can check those out. We'll just put them in the flowers for a minute and let's make our drink. All right, I was served this drink at a very special brunch and really beautiful mixture of all of the citrus juices. So the first thing I'm gonna do is put in a little bit of our orange juice and that's fresh orange juice, lots of pulp. And remember the pulp is a great source of fiber. And I've got some lime juice here. And I've got a little bit of lemon juice. And some of the pink grapefruit juice. Isn't that beautiful? And then let's put in a little bit of the citrus flavored vodka. We don't need quite that much, do we chefs? All right, there we are. We give it a little stir. Now we need a little bit of sweetness here, don't we? Boy, this is quite a nice drink for two people. I think I'll enjoy it myself. Let's go ahead with a little bit of honey. There we go. And then we've got our little flower ice cubes floating around. And I think anyone would love to share that drink with you chefs. All right, let's go back to our orange Julius now. I've got some ice in the blender and I'm gonna go ahead and put in my frozen oranges great stuff going in. Got a little bit of honey, a little bit of fresh orange juice, and my personal favorite, coconut milk. So let's get all that good coconut milk in. We don't want to waste any of that with my clean fingers. All right. Now you could even put a little bit of vanilla in this and it would be really great. It'd bump up and make the flavor that much richer. Okay, let's go ahead and blend it up. Okay, so now that we've got the blender started and got the ice crushed a little bit, let's go ahead and add in our sweetened condensed milk. Let me grab a spoon so we get every bit of that phytonutrient-laden maple syrup in there. Let's get it in the blender. All right, so there's your sweetened condensed milk to give just a little bit of sweetness and a little bit of thickness to the drink, and we'll continue blending. Let's see that all of our ice is blended up. Oh, that looks like a great consistency. That's almost like a dessert, isn't it? Okay, let's take this off now of course you could add a little bit of more coconut milk or we could really make it special and put some dark spiced rum in here now here's the good news chefs and i know this sounds hard to believe but alcohol paired with fresh fruit juice actually opens up the system and is a more efficient delivery system for the phytonutrients to do their job so if you use fresh juice in your cocktails you're actually speeding the delivery by which the phytonutrients make their way to your cells. All right, so that's no reason to drink more, but it's no reason not to have a drink every now and then. All right, let's go ahead and put this in. Wow, it's like sorbet, guys. We may need a little bit more coconut milk. Let's loosen it up with a spoon. And how does that look? That looks like my favorite childhood memory. All right, move that off to the side, and maybe I'll add some rum later. There's our two drinks for now, chefs. Let's put a little bit of lavender on that, and you're all set. Now, we've got the great limonene in both drinks, and we've got a little bit of fun to go along with it for our guests with our floral ice cubes. All right, when we come back, I'm going to show you that beautiful pound cake that we made together. I'll see you in a minute. All right, chefs. Well, we're back and we're ready to bring it all together by glazing our beautiful lemon pound cake that we made earlier together. Let's go ahead and talk about what we've not done yet, and that is to create the glaze. So now the glaze can be made in many different ways and generally it's a lot of powdered sugar and to get a hard crispy glaze it takes a little bit of corn syrup. Now a lot of us have cut that out of our diet. So a good way to do the glaze you can blend tofu and of course that's the non genetically modified organic tofu and you can flavor that any way that you like with a little bit of lemon juice, lemon zest, a little bit of maple syrup would be great and that would give you a vegan glaze or you could just buy the organic powdered sugar and all powdered sugar is is regular sugar that's been ground down 10 times that's why if you're working in a pastry kitchen you'll hear the chef call for 10x that means that it's sugar that's been ground down 10 times and that's confectioner sugar so the organic confectioner sugar with a little bit of lemon juice a lemon zest and vanilla makes a really great really creamy glaze now you can either use water As you know, those chefs generally don't use water because it doesn't have any flavor. So we can use a little bit of heavy cream if we like, or a little bit of almond milk, or we could go back to our Orange Julius and make our own sweetened condensed milk, and that would be perfect in this recipe. Now, as you can see, I've got a really creamy, really beautiful glaze here, and we can just either drip that down or just whip it across the top of the cake however you like or if you'd like it to be a little bit thinner you could add a little bit more cream or a little bit more lemon juice and then just drizzle that down and around the edges and just let it fall gracefully down the side of the cake any way that you like now if you've got something this thick you could actually just frost the whole top so there's a couple different ways to work with your glaze and just kind of push it over the edge here and then we'll give a little swirl design and that will add some pleasantness to the presentation We eat with our nose first, I think. A lot of people say we eat with our eyes first, but when we smell food, it gets the appetite going. All right, now you may be wondering why I have the cake lifted up on a cooling rack. The cake is completely cool. You never want to glaze a hot cake. It's just going to melt into the cake, and it's going to make it really gritty and sandy, and it'll just fall apart. So we've completely cooled the cake, yes, and put it on the rack. But more than anything, if you're going to pour a thinner glaze, down over this way it won't get sitting in a puddle of glaze and become really soggy on the bottom so lifting your cake up on a cooling rack when it's ready to be frosted or glazed is a really great way just to let that glaze drip down naturally And then once it's dried and firmed up, you can lift the cake off and any excess glaze will, of course, fall away or be on the bottom of the cutting board. And that way you don't have a soggy bottom. Nobody likes soggy bottoms. Let me just push a little bit more of this over this side. How's that looking, chefs? Is that good enough to eat? I think so. All right, I'm going to give a little bit of texture and swirl to the top and it will dry that way and we're all set. Now you could decorate with a little bit of the lemon zest if you wanted, and that would be really beautiful as well. So there today, we've walked down lemon lane together with all of the different citruses, not just the lemon. We've looked at Blood Orange today, really great blood purifier. Lemon, with its limonene and its bioflavonoids, turn back the aging clock. And the limonene now, we want to get more specific here, chefs, and know that limonene affects every single organ and every single bodily system in a positive way. It's almost like a refresher for our entire body. So lots of fresh lemon when you're cooking is really desirable. Lime juice was used here in pink grapefruit juice. Now the pink in the grapefruit is lycopene and that's the great medicine for our prostate health to keep our loving men in a loving way. If you know what I mean, ladies, we want to keep that prostate small and flexible, and the limonene in the lemons, uh, limes, excuse me, in the lemons, limes, and pink grapefruit is a great way to keep our men healthy and youthful. All right, so we've got our cocktail here and we put that really great spin on it with our edible flower ice cubes, and I think you're going to have fun with that. You could even cut little hearts out of strawberries and put them in the ice, and you've got a perfect Valentine Day or a uh, different kind of presentation for a loved one. All right, we've got our orange Julius, and I like this because it's very low in sugar, but it's really got that rich, beautiful orange and vanilla flavor. Now, the vanilla and the orange pair beautifully and we know the good news is the vanilla not only makes us more sensual and delightful as female creatures but it also staves away the breast cancer and that's the best news of all so all together I think we've done a great job with our citrus and looking at the limonene and more than anything the mystery of the longevity connected to the Mediterranean diet. I have one more thing to share with you here and we started to talk about it earlier when we got together, the gluten free trend. Now you could do this easily and one way to quickly put it together is by getting yourself a ready-made uh, vanilla gluten-free cake mix. Then just begin adding the other components that I showed you today such as the yogurt the lemon zest, that always gives a very delightful, very light lift to your recipes and a little bit of fresh lemon juice. All right, so enjoy your cocktails. Your kids will enjoy this one, unless of course you choose to put a little bit of spiced rum in it. And this, everyone will enjoy served with fresh berries. Well, I hope you've enjoyed walking down the citrus lane with me today. I've really enjoyed my time with you. I'm Chef Tina Martini, here's to your health.